For more than 10 years, I've been traveling the world teaching English. My name's Matt. I'm an English tutor from the UK, and welcome to the Into podcast, where I help you improve your English by sharing my stories and those of English teachers and students from all around the world. Hello and welcome back to the Into podcast. I am Matt and coming up in today's episode we're going to be learning a lot of British slang phrases. So we're looking at British slang idioms, vocabulary and even phrasal verbs. And we're moving on to a new country today. So we finished our little mini series about Taiwan and it's time for me to tell some stories about the next destination which was Vietnam. So I spent a month living and working in the capital of Vietnam which is Hanoi earlier this year and I have some great stories to tell and I'm looking forward to sharing those with you starting today. Another thing to mention today. So you may have noticed that I have some new introduction music on the podcast and I want to thank my student Valerio who is a music producer from Rome in Italy for producing this track for me. I wanted to involve my students as much as possible in the podcast and, and everything I do really because I have some really cool students from around the world doing loads of different jobs. So when I was looking for some introduction music for the podcast I thought who better to create that than Valerio my student and thankfully uh, he was willing to help out and he created this really really cool track for me so Thank you very much Valerio for letting me use that track and if you want to check out Valerio's music studio it's called Eulalia Studio. I hope my Italian pronunciation is is okay and I've linked that in the episode details today. So please go and check out their Instagram page. Okay guys, but it's time to get into today's episode then. So I'm talking about a crazy month in Hanoi, Vietnam. I really think Hanoi is one of the most chaotic and crazy cities I've ever spent time in, but I loved it. And in today's episode I want to talk about some of the crazy things that I saw that became a part of my daily life uh, living there. Um and as we mentioned, we're going to be focusing on British slang today. Not only vocabulary, but also phrases idioms and even a few phrasal verbs as well. So, as you're listening to me tell the story, I want you to think about and try to answer a question, and that question is, can you identify all of the things that I thought were crazy about life in Hanoi? And also, can you identify the 10 target vocabulary, target pieces of vocabulary that we're going to learn today? So here's the word list of phrases and vocabulary that I want you to focus on today. So the first one, mental. Number two, get your bearings. Number three, knackered. Four, pavement. Five, get into it. Six, fill your boots. Seven, rip you off. Eight, pop on. Nine, bum. 
and 10 in the middle of nowhere. So that's the target vocabulary for today, guys. Enjoy the story as I tell it, but also try to focus on when I use these uh, phrases. And in the second part of today's episode, we're going to learn what they mean and how to use them. Okay, I think that's enough. Let's get into the story. So, a crazy month in Hanoi, Vietnam. So it was February 19th this year, 2023, when I landed in Hanoi, Vietnam. So I'd spent about six weeks in Taiwan celebrating Chinese New Year. And now it was time for the next digital nomad destination, Hanoi, the capital of Vietnam. This was actually my second time visiting Hanoi. So I was a backpacker. I traveled as a backpacker when I was 21 um, all around Vietnam. But this time was going to be very different because I was basing myself for one month in Hanoi and I would be working online at the same time. So it was a different experience, but this gave me a deeper impression of this totally mental country. And in today's episode, I want to share some of the crazy things that became part of my daily life during that month in Hanoi. So... As we're doing this traveling as digital nomads, every time we arrive in a new destination, the first thing that we do is to go for a long walk because we're trying to get our bearings. We arrived in Hanoi quite late though. It was about like 11, 12, 11 p.m., 12 a.m. So we went straight out to get some street food and some iced tea. But then this first real walk to get our bearings happened the next morning. So we walked out of the apartment and bang, beep, 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 beep. We're just hit by the sound of scooters, horns and sirens. And I thought, okay, maybe this is not going to be a very peaceful walk. Um, and I was right. So 10 minutes later, I was absolutely knackered, absolutely knackered. So walking around Hanoi city centre is like doing an obstacle course. So you're walking down the pavement and then suddenly, what's this? There's a woman cutting meat or something in your way. So you have to walk around her, but to walk around her, you have to walk in the road. And when you walk in the road, there are scooters flying down the road in both directions. So quickly, you, you kind of dodge the scooters, you get back onto the pavement, but then you walk 10 steps and there's something else happening. So maybe somebody is having a haircut. So you need to go back onto the road again to walk around this. And then you're back, you know, dodging the scooters again. It's very, very tiring just walking around the city. Always something happening. And you always have to be careful of the scooters. Uh, but we walked a little way and then finally an, an open space appeared and I found a park and thought, okay, maybe we can relax in this park for a moment. But as we walked into the park, I saw some kind of older guys getting very excited, you know, shouting and cheering. And as we got closer, I realized that they were watching a cockfight. So if anybody's seen this before, a cockfight is where they make male chickens, which are called cockerels in English, they make them fight and usually they do it for money and I've never seen this before and I 
couldn't believe that this was happening in the middle of the day in a park. Um, but I think these guys were betting money on the cockerels because they were really getting into it, getting very excited. I have to say it shocked me a little bit to see that. Anyway, maybe Hanoi would be a little bit more relaxed in the evening when it got dark, but no way, it wasn't. It was probably even crazier. So as you walk around the narrow streets of Hanoi's old town, the scooters are just always there. Beep, 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 beep. And also at night, you can hear the call of the massage shop promoter. There are many, many, many massage shops in Hanoi. And as you walk past them, they shout, hello, do you want a massage? Things like this. So even at night, Hanoi is very, very noisy. These massage promoters, they're quite funny because they always shout, hello, sir, massage, very, very good price. And this phrase, very good price, is an English phrase that I think most sellers in Hanoi know. But of course, it isn't always true. You don't always get a good price. So the second thing that we always do when we arrive in a new destination is to go food shopping and try to stock up on, on food in our apartment. And I was really excited because near our apartment in Hanoi, I, I found a fruit grandma, let's say, so like an old lady selling a lot of fruit. And if you listen to previous podcast episodes, you know that I'm a huge fan of fruit. So I was really excited to fill my boots and buy loads of fruit from this old lady. But when I went to her stall and I picked up a really nice, juicy looking dragon fruit, I asked her for the price and she tried to rip me off really badly. She asked for a price that was, you know, higher than you would pay in the UK. Now I know that bargaining, so bargaining in English means negotiating a price. No, so there is no set price. You have to try to ask for a cheaper price or try to negotiate a price with the seller. Bargaining is very normal in Vietnam. And, you know, as a foreigner, we should, it's normal to expect to pay a little bit higher prices than the local people. But I have to say, when you're living there for a month and you have to do this every time you want to buy some fruit or some eggs, it can be really stressful and tiring to go through that process. So, yeah, first day was very tiring, you know, um, tiring walk, very noisy fruit lady tried to rip me off. So I needed to go fishing. I needed to relax. So one day that week, I got up at 6am nice and early and I dodged all of the scooters. Yes, even at 6am, there are loads of scooters in the streets. I dodged the scooters to a lake that I saw some people fishing in, in the city. Unfortunately though, I caught absolutely no fish, but I did catch a bag of dog poo. I'm not joking. I was fishing in this lake, I caught a bag, and this bag was full of dog poo. It stunk, it was so bad. So I popped on Google Maps and I found some nice looking lakes just outside of the city. So I ordered a Grab motorbike. Grab is like Uber in Vietnam, so you can use it to find a, a, a taxi, but they also do motorbike taxis, which is really cool. 
and uh, the motorbike arrived and I was on my way, heading out of the city to find a nice lake to relax and go fishing. But 40 minutes later, I'm still on the motorbike, riding through the rush hour traffic of Hanoi. It was a crazy experience and I'm pretty sure the driver kept getting lost. So I had a really sore bum for, from being on the motorbike for so long. And then finally, we went down a small road in the middle of nowhere and I finally saw the lake. But as we arrived at this lake, two big dogs came run, running out, you know, barking, looking really aggressive. The driver was like, okay, you're here. And um, I looked around and I thought, I don't think I can stay here. It's in the middle of nowhere. There are two angry dogs. I don't know how I would get back to Hanoi after fishing here. So I just had to say to the driver, I'm really sorry, but can you just take me back to Hanoi? So it was a real waste of time sitting on the motorbike altogether for about 90 minutes. My bum was really, really sore. Anyway, that wasn't the end of it. So the motorbike driver took me back to Hanoi and just as we were getting close to my apartment, we had a crash. So we crashed into an old woman. In fact, the old woman crashed into us. She was riding her scooter and she didn't see us coming and she banged into us. In fact, she banged into my leg. She fell off her scooter and I was just, I was just shocked. I didn't know what was going on. But thankfully she wasn't hurt and we weren't hurt. Um, and I got back to my apartment and I felt more tired than when I left. And all of this happened before 9 a.m. So I tried to go fishing to relax a little bit, but it just made me even more tired. So we were staying in the Hohenkiem district, which is near the famous lake, um, which is kind of the heart of Hanoi, really. If anybody's visited Hanoi, I'm sure you'll know this area. And I was thinking, yeah, living here is going to take a lot of getting used to. But you know what? Amazingly, after a few days, I actually did get used to it. Suddenly, I didn't really notice the noise so much and I found myself just stepping out between the scooters without caring, just like the local people did. The chaos and the noise of Hanoi just became a part of my daily life and routine. And in the end, I had a really fun month living there. It was crazy, definitely, but also really exciting. Now, we did need to escape the city from time to time. But thankfully, there are some incredible trips that you can do from Hanoi. And we did these at the weekends. But more on these ones in the next episode. Welcome back guys to part two of the episode on Hanoi and British slang. So well done for listening to the first part of the recording. I tried to speak in a more natural way today in the way that I would, you know, a little bit more like the way that I speak in real life rather than having a, a strong teacher voice. So very well done if you followed everything that I said because I think I spoke quite quickly. Anyway, I asked you to try to identify some of the crazy things that I, that I saw 
Um, there were many, many things. So you could talk about the scooters, all of the scooters on the road. You could talk about the things that happened on the pavement. So a woman chopping meat, a man getting his hair cut. Also, there was the park and the cockfighting in the park. And then at night, the massage shop promoters. And then I talked about the fruit selling woman who tried to rip me off and having to bargain every time I wanted to buy something. And also then there were my fishing stories when I caught a bag of dog poo and also kind of got lost in the middle of nowhere. So well done guys if you identified the main points of my story today. But it's time now to look at our target vocabulary. So I read the word list at the beginning of the episode and asked you to listen carefully for when I used those words. But now let's look at them one by one and focus on what they mean and how we can use them. So the first uh, word, and it is a word, was mental. Mental. Mental just means crazy. And as you might know, in British English, we can use crazy in many different ways. So it could be kind of a medical issue, right? A mental illness could be a, a, an illness of the mind or of the brain. But also, mental or crazy could be used to say something is amazing, right? So for example, I went to a crazy concert last night, or I went to a mental concert last night. In the context that I use it, it literally just means crazy. So Vietnam is a crazy country, Vietnam is a mental country. And it's really important to note, guys, that I don't mean anything bad by that. I mean crazy in a fun and exciting way. So mental just means crazy. Second phrase then was to get your bearings. Get your bearings. So I mentioned that when we arrive at a new destination, the first thing we do is to go for a long walk to get our bearings. Okay, so to get your bearings means to know or to understand where you are and where other things are around you so that you're not lost. Okay, when I arrive in a new place, I have a good walk around. I learn where my apartment is, where the nearest supermarket is, where the bus stop is, where everything is. So I get my bearings and I know where I am and where all of the things I need are. Okay, so get your bearings. Not really slang. <laughs> okay, this is a lesson on British slang, but it's a good phrase and an important one to know. Next word was knackered. Knackered. And if you know anything about, about British slang, I think you probably know this one. So I said that after my walk, to try to get my bearings, 10 minutes into the walk, I was absolutely knackered. Knackered just means totally tired, very tired, exhausted. You can use it in many different contexts in British English. So, had a really long day at work today and I am knackered now. Really, really common British English way of saying that you're tired. So I was knackered. Okay, the fourth word. Hmm, I like this one. It's not, okay, it's not very cool, but it's an important one to know. The fourth word was pavement. Pavement. So I said that walking around Hanoi is like doing an obstacle course. 
you're walking down the pavement and then suddenly a woman is chopping meat on the pavement so you have to walk into the road and dodge the scooters. What is the pavement? The pavement is the part at the side of the road for people to walk. So cars can't drive on the pavement, it's only for walking, right? Well, actually, in Vietnam, it's for everything. You can do everything on the pavement. Why did I say pavement is an interesting word? I think it's because the Americans, in American English, they have a different word. And I think most people learn the American version first. So in American English, pavement is sidewalk. Sidewalk. Have you heard that one before? A lot of people know that one. But in British English, we say pavement, or sometimes path. Um, yeah, so I think it's an important one. It's an interesting one because of that. So that's the pavement. Um, moving on then, number five. The fifth piece of vocabulary was a little phrase. Get into it. Get into it. Notice my pronunciation. We want to connect the words here. So it's not get into it, it's get into it, into it, okay? It's like into wit, get into it. So I was talking about in the park how I saw some old guys watching the cockerels fighting and I think they were betting some money, so they had some money on this, trying to win money because they were really getting into it, okay? They were really getting into this fight. So what I mean by this is that they were getting very, very excited and really focused on this, all right? When you really get into something, you're very, very focused on it, you're not paying attention to anything else, and you're getting very excited about it, very passionate about it, okay? When I'm watching my football team, Nottingham Forest, I really get into it, you know? I'm really focused on the match. Maybe if I'm watching another match, or some other teams who I don't really care about, I'll watch the match, but I don't really get into it. So maybe I'm playing on my phone as well, or I don't really care what the score is. But when it's my team, I really get into it. So all of my attention is focused on it, and I'm very excited and passionate about that. That's a good phrase, that one, get into something. I like that. Okay, the next phrase on our list, oh, I love this one too. It was fill your boots. Okay, fill your boots. So I used this when I was talking about finding the fruit seller. Remember, I absolutely love fruit. So when I saw an old lady selling fruit near my apartment, I was very excited to fill my boots and buy loads of fruit. So to fill your boots, it means to have or to get as much of something as you want. Like there's no limit. You can get as much as you want to have. So when I saw the fruit seller, I was excited to fill my boots. I thought, oh, it's going to be, it's really good fruit and it's going to be really cheap. I'm going to fill my boots. I'm going to buy so much fruit. But unfortunately, she gave me a really high price. So I couldn't fill my boots because it was too expensive. So to fill your boots means get as much as you like, enjoy as much as you like. And that brings us on to the next phrase as well, which was to rip you off. 
So I couldn't fill my boots with the fruit because when I picked up a lovely dragon fruit and asked the seller how much, she tried to rip me off. Okay, she tried to rip me off. So to rip somebody off means to give them, to try to trick them financially. So to try to trick you out of money, give you a really, really high price that is not the real price. This is really, really common if you visit Vietnam as a tourist. So um, sellers in the street will always try to rip you off. They'll try to give you a much higher price than the real price. Okay, maybe rip you off is not, again, it's not really slang, but it's a very common phrase that we use in daily life and one that's important to know. So to rip somebody off means to trick them by giving them a very high price. Okay, just a couple more to go now, guys. We have a phrasal verb next and another example of classic British slang. So pop on, pop on. Right, I used this when I was talking about the fishing. So I went to, first of all, I went to a lake in the city centre. I caught no fish. I only caught a bag of dog poo. So I thought, okay, maybe I need to try somewhere different. So I popped on Google Maps and found some nice lakes outside of the city. I popped on Google Maps. Right. In British slang, we can use the word pop in many different ways. And it means to do something or go somewhere very, very quickly. Okay. So I popped on Google Maps. It means I opened Google Maps and I had a very quick look. Okay. We could pop to the shop. Very, very common phrase in English. I popped to the shop means I just really quickly went to the shop and I'll quickly come home. All right. I'm just going to pop out for a little bit. Okay. It means I'm just going to go out very quickly and I'll be back soon. Really, really good, really natural British slang to use this one, pop. Think about the context. Of course, pop out means go out. Pop to means go somewhere. Pop on is really, really common with phones and computers. So we might pop on a website, pop on an app maybe pop on a Zoom call or something like that. So think about the context, but when we hear pop in British slang, it means to do something quickly. Two more phrases then, and now it's my favorite one. It's just a piece of vocabulary and it's bum, bum. Oh, I'm gonna enjoy teaching this one. So on the second fishing trip, I mentioned that I was trying to get outside of the city and I took a motorbike taxi but I didn't expect that I would be on this motorbike for so long. I was riding on the motorbike for 40 minutes and I had a really sore bum. I had a really sore bum. <laughs> okay, so you might guess that bum is a part of the body, right? Because it's sore. Remember, sore means painful. Where is your bum? Okay, it's your bottom. It's your ass. All right, so bum in British slang means your bottom or your ass, if you want to use American slang. It's, um, okay, when we talk about private body parts, of course, sometimes this vocabulary could be a little bit rude, right? But bum is not very rude. It's, it's not offensive, okay? It's something you would hear children say. 
So my bum was very sore. It means my bottom, my ass, <laughs> was really painful because I had been sitting on the motorbike for too long. Bum. Okay, final one for today then. Again, a really nice phrase, in the middle of nowhere. So still talking about the fishing trip, the motorbike took me way out into the countryside and then we went down a small road in the middle of nowhere and finally I saw the lake. So where is in the middle of nowhere? You can probably guess it's just somewhere that's very, very far away from people and things. So if you're in the middle of nowhere, there are probably no buildings around you, no people around you, just nothing. You're out in the countryside, uh, you're in a very remote place. A very similar phrase to in the middle of nowhere would be out in the sticks. Okay, so somewhere where there are no people, no buildings. In the middle of nowhere, really nice one. And that is all of the 10 phrases for today, guys. I really enjoyed teaching that one, actually. Some very, very useful, very natural ones. I really like to teach the, the kind of phrases and vocabulary that real British people use in real life. And I think people like to learn that as well. So I really hope you enjoyed that one today. Guys, I want to remind you to go and check out my website. It's eng-tu.com and you can become a member for just £1.99 a month on there. You can read the blog lessons which go together with this podcast. So it's kind of like the podcast in written form. Test your reading skills in English, and also you can see some pictures which kind of show you a little bit better uh, or describe the story that I'm telling a little bit better than I can orally. Um, you also get access to interactive exercises so you can test yourself on the content, on these phrases, um, by becoming a member. And you can also watch interactive podcasts on there. So I upload every podcast and it has moving subtitles that highlight each word as I say it. So I think the benefits are really, really good and it's only £1.99 per month as well. Um, so please check that out, guys. eng-tu.com Keep an eye on my YouTube as well um, because I'm working on some travel vlog lessons which I think are really good fun. So check those out. And um, yeah, please make sure you tune in next time when we're going to continue talking about Vietnam. And I think I'm going to be talking about some of those weekend trips that I mentioned, um, which were really cool. So make sure you check back in. If there, is, if there are any specific points of English that you would like to learn about, or that you would like me to focus on in the podcast, give me a message on Instagram, anywhere that you can find me, and I will try to create a lesson uh, based on what you want to learn. Anyway, that's enough talking from me, guys. Have a fantastic week, and see you next time.